barista in the house give us some information about um, what that entails. There were some legal terms that we used to describe um, what they give us a difference between a joint owner and a licensee and there was the analogy of um, real estate. So a licensee can easily just be out. Maybe we'll give you one more notice or two more notice. We really don't have to give you anything. But there is a position that a joint owner has that even in death, they don't lose that ownership. Yes. And so we use that to describe our joint um, heirship, if there's a word like that, or joint um, inheritance um, to the life of God with Christ Jesus. Okay, thank you. Is there any other person that can uh, help us uh, push a little bit further? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, I listened online and uh, one of the keynotes for me was the question on how are we joint heads because uh, while we were teaching we talked about we are in the age of deception and it's important for us to know how we are joint heads with Christ so and then um, asking for scriptures to really understand that uh, so that we will really be grounded in it. So one of the scriptures that was pointed at in the last meeting was as he is, so are we in this world and not when we get to heaven but so are we in this world. So we have joint ownership with Jesus Christ, starting from everything, um, everything that he he went through, everything that he's going to enjoy, the throne, from the throne, everything, every single thing that he has, we have joint ownership with Christ, and uh, we should come to understand that. And so also, uh, meditating on that, I 
could also see that there are also different things where he talked about. For example, he was saying to Peter when he was trying to wash his feet that if you do not allow me, you have no part in me. Meaning that you don't, we don't share things in common. We don't share things. Okay, and um, things like uh, that we should be yoked with him. So Jesus Christ has given us the opportunity to be together with him in all things. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. So that everything that we share, we have. And there is possibility of us losing that privilege he has given us if we do not do what we ought to do while on this earth. Okay. Praise God. Thank you so much. Um, I would like us to look at that uh, book of Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. It's very important to to uh, Study the book of Matthew, especially um, all that Yeshua said concerning the kingdom of God. Understanding, understanding what the kingdom of God is. Okay? Understanding what the kingdom of God is. Alright? Understanding um, why it's important to us okay and then figuring out how to access the kingdom do you understand that because it doesn't make any sense if God is throwing his kingdom to you and um, you don't know how to receive it did you hear? You know, the Bible tells us about the uh, carnal man. That the carnal man does not know how to access, you understand, spiritual things. It's not, it doesn't know how. I hope you hear me. Now, the reason why he cannot access the benefits of the spirit of God is because he is in another plane another dimension I hope you hear what I said alright did you hear you know um, we were, last week we were talking about identity um, not knowing who you are Hmm? not knowing who you are and then not even knowing the area where you are um, supposed to be operating in. I'll give you some examples. There was a man that I know who was very wealthy and um, he had issues with his wife and then he tried his hands on some other women until he got a particular woman, but the woman he got was a young girl from a very um, unknown background. 
you know, and as long as she did not understand her position, she was very careful. You understand? But gradually, she came to figure out that she was in a very, very strong, um, powerful position. Uh, by that I mean that she got to figure out that she's not a servant. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That she was an co-owner of the wealth and the resources of the wealthy man. And gradually her strength began to double up. And uh, after a while she had picked up enough speed to begin to run in that level. Does that make sense? Do you understand? You know? Hallelujah. And immediately she got to understand her position. She could stand in front of the man and make demands. And because she now knows that everything the man owns, she owns. It gave her strength. Does it make sense? Praise God. So, the Father is trying so hard to have us understand who we are. I hope you hear me. He's trying so hard. But because of where we are coming from, what we have been used to, we haven't been able to catch a glimpse or peak speed. I hope you hear me. And the interesting thing is this, that you're figuring out who you are and the resources that are in your hands should not make you to begin to live recklessly. Did you hear me? You see, I started by saying that, first of all, you have to know and understand what the kingdom of God is. Did you get that? See, because if you don't know what the kingdom of God is, there's a small boy that is six years old that picked up a gun and just pointed it at his mom and just shot her to death. It was a small boy. He thought it was a toy gun. But he killed his mom. That's because he didn't understand the power in the gun that he had picked up. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. I mean, my... I have two boys, my first son, I almost beg him to drive any of my cars. But his younger brother, when she was, he was still very young, maybe 15, 14, he was eager to drive. But I was wise enough not to allow him to pick up my keys. Because I know that his judgments are you getting me? Even though he is my son, I can't allow him some privileges. The best I can allow him to do is to ride in my car. I couldn't give him my key. Do you understand? All right. I was in secondary school. My dad was not in town. And um, my dad had given instructions that some mechanics come pick up one of our cars. 
And the car was a ladder car, a Russian car. And there was a kind of brake system called servo brake that needs to pick up air before it can begin to work. So I didn't know that. And I thought it was the same as the regular brakes. And even the mechanics that were called thought that it was that kind of brake. So because I was the first son, they told me, ah, enter inside the car. So me too, looking for opportunity to use the car, I just jumped into the car. I mean, it was my ride as a son in the house, but I was still a small boy. Unfortunately for me, we were, they were going to push the car from the top of hill down. And when they started pushing, they said, okay, oh yeah, hold the brake now, hold the brake. So I started pressing the brake. I pressed and pressed, nothing happened. And the car just went straight into the gate and rammed the whole fence down. <laughs> Praise God. When my dad came back, he was like, what the? My grandmom was around. My grandmom said, come inside the house. You are tired. You need to come inside the house. You are very tired and you need to eat. <laughs> so the guy figured out that, okay, my mom wants me not to make any scene. So that was how it ended. And I thank God for my grandmother that day. But you know, later I started playing back the incidents. I could have died. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, the Bible tells us that my people perish because of what? Lack of knowledge. I hope you hear me. Now, even if I was old enough, even if I was 40 years old, if I didn't know about that kind of brake system, it would have been the same thing. Do you hear that? Did you get that? Hallelujah. Now, you are a lawyer. And um, you understand about reading out, you know, or administering someone's estate, right? Hallelujah. Now, the person who owns the estate, he's the one who knows all that he has. And... In countries where people are advanced and have resources, what they do is that as they acquire, they begin to um, divide and classify, you know, and partition. I don't know if that, those are the right words. Uh, the the uh, property. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, like a rich man, like a dad, you know, as he's acquiring his wealth, what he would do is that he would begin to make preparations, you know, by writing a will, by um, dividing his estate to those he would want to bequeath. That's the legal term, right? Praise the Lord. 
So as time goes on, he will keep doing all that. So he's the one that knows all because he's the one who is dealing. Okay? Sometimes his wife might not even know. Sometimes his wife might know, but not deeply. All right? Hallelujah. So when the man had passed and his lawyer, okay, who is the administrator of his will, comes to read. He has to inform the family members of the man's estate, right? And those who the man proposed in his heart to benefit from it. Is that clear? Do you understand that now? Now, God is like that. God has resources. I hope you hear me. He has resources and he has children. Okay? You know, in a place like Nigeria where men wander around, you know, Nigerian men or African men, they journey a lot. Okay? Uh, they could meet some lady somewhere and something would happen and a child can be born. Now, the, ma the wife in the house might not know, but he could confide with his lawyer and say, you are a man, I'm a man. Something happened when I traveled to such and such a place and there's somebody there who has my blood and it's my intention that that person should have inheritance from me. Does that make sense? Praise God. So, on that day, in fact, Zafuluka, I'm calling you because of your age. You know, as long as a man is alive, there are so many secrets. Now, most of the time, the secrets are kept from those in the house. But there are people outside. There are people outside who know those secrets and they keep it. They never say anything. Now, when the man has died, burial time, burial day, people show up from different parts. Does that happen in your place? You just see someone just show up. And the funny thing is that some of the kids in the house might not look so close to the man's face. It's those ones from outside. <laughs> That's when you just see one young guy like this and you start wondering, ah, who is this one? 
But when you see, I say, Daddy's face is on this. Do you get that? I hope my, my, are you following my story? Yeah. So things like that happen. Now, that woman that had that son or daughter for the man is probably living in some faraway place. But immediately the man dies, news begins to fly. And they will tell the woman the day the, the burial is going to take place. And on that day, the woman will show up. Why? Because you get what I'm saying. And then this, and the son would always be informed. You see that guy you are seeing in the news? That's your dad. But you are not going to go and meet him now. Because we don't want to cause any problem. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. When the time comes, I will tell you. <laughs> that young boy or young girl has the blood of this man. Because, just because, that man's blood and gene is running in that child. That child has authority and has access to the man's resources. Did you get that? You were born not of blood, not of flesh, not of the will of man. You were born of God. Did you hear that? The Spirit of God himself bears witness with your spirit that truly you are sons of God. The Spirit of God is the administrator. Correct? He's the administrator of the will of the Father. I hope you hear me. He's the one that will show you your father. He's the one that will tell you all that the father has are mine. That's what Yeshua said. Right? All the father has are mine. And because I have all of the father, you too. But you're not too sure. So romance is telling you that the spirit himself bears witness with your spirit that you are children of God. And if you are children or sons, let's look at it again. There's no son who, can, who is not categorized as an heir. Unless the father specifically says, that one is not mine. I don't know. Do you guys hear stories like that? Huh? Do you hear stories like that? Welcome. 
Hallos. <laughs> Do you hear stories like that? You know, there are some men, they know from the young boy or young girl's mannerism, they know that I wasn't there when she got pregnant. But I don't want to ruffle feathers, so I just keep quiet. It happens. You don't know that? It happens. So you, they just continue staying. I've heard of a man that called his other children and told them, please, you guys are mine. That one is not mine. But you don't need to say anything. Just keep quiet. You heard that before? So, that other guy will just be hanging around thinking everything is fine until I don't know if you hear me. I've also heard some stories of a guy that had so many women and when he passed that's when the Agidigbo you know the fight for the property begins and the mother of these two boys told them come my sons you see your dad's property leave them to to fight for it don't bother yourself don't worry and they kept quiet not knowing why when their mother now dies they now saw why she said don't bother about that she had resources by the time she passed they're like oh my god <laughs> she get so she kept her own resources quietly the other women didn't know how much she had I don't know if you hear what I'm saying Praise God. Now, you must understand that as a child or a son, by son, I mean son, daughters are sons, that you have what do you say? It said, uh, holy brethren. Partakers of what? Partakers of what? Praise God. So, partakers. That's Romans chapter 8. I don't know. Are you following? Are you following the message? See how it starts. In verse 15, it says that you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. 
He says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. How do you know that you are a child of God? You. So, if the spirit is what bears witness with your spirit, what are you supposed to, and how are you supposed to respond to the spirit of God? To respond to the spirit of God by following what he is teaching you, what he is revealing to you. Do you understand the question? Who understands the question and who can help me rephrase the question? Put the microphone in your mouth. Hallelujah. You say that uh, you ask, uh, how do we know that we are children of God? Uh, he talked about uh, the witness of the Spirit. I now ask, if we have the witness of the Spirit, what are we, what should be our, what, what are we supposed to do, what we should be the disposition of our hearts? And I think the As answer, regards the Spirit of God. Okay, so the I answer? I think is we should pay attention to Him. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Now, listen. You know, Yeshua talked about the Spirit of God. He said, you can do anything you like with me. Even the Father. He said, but the Spirit of God. He says, do not what? Don't what? <laughs> Speak. Don't what? Don't do not grieve the spirit of God. So if he is warning you concerning the spirit of God and how you should deal with or relate with him, then you should pay attention. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. The person who is telling you and teaching you how to manage the person of the Holy Spirit is the one who went and prayed for him to come. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Now, it is so crucial no person has the access to the Father except the Son. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And the Father, from our understanding, is not the kind of person that can easily let the Spirit of God go. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? So, he has to be given assurance. And the only person who can give that assurance is the person of the Son. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And it's only the Son that can gain access to where the Father is. And it's only the Son who gives pleasure to the Father that can tell the Father, let the Spirit of God go. I am here with you. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? Now, that same son is the one who is telling us how to relate with the person of the Spirit of God. Did you hear that? Just like the father was telling Moshe 
in the wilderness about the angel that was leading them in the wilderness. The father told Moshe, he says, be very careful not to offend that guy. Follow the instructions. He says, because he did, does not know mercy. I did not program mercy in him. Did you hear that? So Moshe had to make sure that he followed the leading of that angel. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So the Spirit of God is so valuable. The Spirit of God is the administrator of the wealth of the Father and the Son. Did you hear? It's the Spirit of God that would go to the bosom of the Father. He is the one that understands the wealth of the Father's resources. Did you hear that? He has all he has knowledge of all that the Father has acquired. If I can be allowed to say that. Did you hear? And he is the one who also knows how to receive those resources. He's the one who, that's why the son, <laughs> that's why he's, you know, he took time to teach on the person of the Holy Spirit in the book of John. He said, if you obey my words or my commandments, he says, my father would love you. You get that? I'm paraphrasing. And then he said, that if you love me, my father will also love you. And then I and my father will come and make our abode in you. Did you hear? Now, so those benefits are conditional. Does it make sense? So it means you cannot live anyhow and expect the indwelling of the Father and the Son. Did you get that? Now, it is this, the Holy Spirit that has the vault, the key of the vault of the wealth and the resources of the Father that the Father has bequeathed to the Son when the son gave him pleasure. Did you hear? And the son is willing that you and I share his resources. But it has to be conditional also. You have to please the father just as he himself pleased the father. Did you hear? 
And the way you please the Father is by loving the Father and obeying his commandments. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. So Yeshua says in the book of John, he says that all that the Father has are mine. He says, the Holy Spirit will show you. He will go to the bosom of the Father and bring out my things and show them or give them or impact them into you. Did you hear? Now, his resources are treasures. Did you hear? Now, what offends Satan? And why Satan is not happy with you? Is because you are an heir to the throne. Does that mean? So there are things that the father owns that are yours. And because they are yours, and he, Satan, and angels, you know, Peter says that the angels desire to look into. Right? Now, but Lucifer or Satan is not only willing to look into, he wants to collect. Do you get? Uh -huh. But he cannot. It's not his for collecting. Right? Do you agree with that? They are not his. They are not his son. Do you agree? Angels are not made in the image and in the likeness of God. All right, before I go too far, let's go back to Romans. Now, there's a key word called adoption. There's a key word called adoption. Now, adoption takes place not just by getting a child, but adoption has to do with also training and raising. I don't know if I'm correct. Hmm? Actually, in ancient times, a father is busy with his business. So he gets people who govern us. That's what Galatians talks about. Tutors and governors who teach the young ones those who are heirs about their father. So they learn the father. I don't know if you hear me. Now, you would want to say, where are the mothers? The mothers are there, but if you understand those days, women have their quarters. 
and the sons and men have their quarters. So it's only at little age when you have not been weaned that you are still hanging out with your mom, right? But once you begin, you know, to grow, uh, it is expected that you should go to the men's quarters and begin to learn how to take over the family business. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. And it is only the tutors and governors that are given the opportunity to teach you how to run your father's business. And then once you have come of age, all right, they will now bring you to your dad. And your dad will call his friends. They will have a party. Uh, it's maybe the young man would have gone through some rites of passage where he would have proven that he has learned his father. And then the father will now make a declaration and say, this is my beloved son in what? In whom I am well pleased. Did you hear? Hallelujah. So that's how it is to be. Now, even in your homes today, even in your homes today, not every child in the house learns his father. Am I correct? There's always one or two of the children. Why are you laughing? Give her the microphone. I was smiling at her, but I can speak a little bit. So, talking about adoption, um, what came to me when you were talking about adoption is, um, yes, like you rightly said, it's just beyond, it's beyond carrying, adopting a child, or getting a child to bear your name and everything. You get that child to learn your ways. It's, it's a form of continuity. You don't adopt just just because you want to adopt. It's because you want to transfer something to the next generation. So that child will have another child. Mm. So your legacy lives on. Mm. So adoption is you get that child and you teach him your ways, your culture, mm. so that that culture can live on through his lineage. I think. Beautiful. Do you understand that? Oh, yeah, come forward. <laughs> come, come, come. Yes, yes. Where's your microphone? Okay, so now you've talked about the home. So in the, in the, in the body of Christ, how can you transfer? How can you transfer what you just said now to us in the church or in the body or in the kingdom? God's plan all along was for us to be made in his image and likeness. Okay. So he has already started that succession plan okay. to from us to our generation. Did you hear that? What is he? Did you hear that? Please pay attention. He has already what? Started the succession plan. Succession plan. Did you get that? 
Okay, go ahead. So from us to our generation, which is why he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue, have dominion. Okay. And so from us to our generation, mm. um, there is, he created this world for us, Okay. basically, and there is a sort of ruling, well, dominion, like he has said, mm. whereby man lives out as God on the earth. Okay. So that thing has to flow through us. So that's why it says we're adopted into God's kingdom. Okay. And then now we learn his ways mm. and then we are able to teach not just physical children, spiritual mm. children mm. of the ways of the Lord. And mm. then it just keeps on going. So you know when you are trying to disciple people, it mm. starts from one person, like Jesus was one, mm. he had 12 disciples. And it's that 12 that's discussing what we're saying today. Okay. So that is how it goes. So all of us are now being grafted into that kingdom just mm. for that sole purpose mm. of reflecting that culture of God on earth not just just to call ourselves Christians mm. it's just to have a legacy could you repeat that again it said that the purpose is so that what we can reflect God's, God's culture yes or God's nature yes not just calling yourself a son of God do you get what I'm saying did you hear that? Did you hear that? So the purpose, you see, uh, it hurts me when people um, when people mine the earth. Did you hear me? You know mining? You know people mine gold? They mine diamond? Right? They mine sand. You know, sand is one of the resources of this planet that people mine carelessly. You see, we are standing on cement. Concrete, stones. We have concrete here. You get it? Most of the sand that was used for the foundation of this structure we are on, we are standing on today, is not from Lagos. Some of them are from Abiokuta and somewhere else. Did you hear me? So there is mining or digging, breaking into stones, bringing stones from Abiokuta and all those environments into Lagos, breaking them into different parts. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Just outside here now, I wanted some strength in the soil. I had to go and get some stones, big stones, fist size. Okay? And I spread them and then rammed them into the ground for strength. Did you hear me? I paid money to someone to bring it here. And the person paid some Chinese people who came from outside Nigeria. So they just mine anyhow dig and dig and dig until there's nothing there again, then they move to another mining site. But they are not true kingdom people. Because you are supposed to, you mentioned replenish. Sons don't just mine. They don't just destroy and disintegrate. They replenish. Now, you can only do that when you understand the grand plan and the grand design of your father. Did you hear what I'm saying? 
Now, if you, when you finish today, go online, go to Congo. DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo. Go and see what's going on there. They're mining gold. Go to uh, Niger. They're mining uranium. The, the one in Congo is about 22 square miles. They mine 17 stories down into the ground. There's one guy called uh, Adaba, Idris Adaba. He has, a, he has um, a documentary called Gold. Thank you. Okay? And he went to different places in the world where they're mining gold. Some people go 33 kilometers inside the ground to go and catch gold in Canada, in South Africa. In fact, in South Africa, it takes about 17 seconds to get to 32 kilometers inside the ground. But you don't know all that. You don't even read about all that. Now, those are places where the Father wants you to keep for him. You know, we don't even know what gold is for. All we just know is just, just buy gold for a wedding ring. Diamond, you just kill people. You know, there's what's called blood diamond. You just kill people for it and sell it for the money. The person who put them there must have put them for something. Did it, does, does it occur to you? And he's expecting someone to be able to take care of those. All right, let me not go too far into that. It's important for you to take time and look into these things with the mind of the kingdom. You understand that? So coming, coming back to the Spirit of God. He said the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. If you don't have the Spirit of God inside of you, you can never ever understand what it means to be a child of God. It's the Spirit of God that can tell you that. And it's not something they speak to you. You don't hear him talking. Do you understand? It's something that happens inside of you. And it's your spirit that he bears witness with. Did you hear? So it doesn't matter the kind of, if you are, if do you come in with your spirit? <laughs> Do you know how to come in with your spirit? Have you ever taken time to travel inside you? Do you get to do an anatomy of your spirit, man? Adama, come here and sit. Whatever. What did she say? 
Huh? It says cold. Huh? What did she say? You know, last week we said talking about knowing you. Huh? You know, we said talking about knowing you. Hmm? You can't know you because you are not the one who created you. Did you hear that? It's the Father that created you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So if you want to know you, you have to go to the Father. He's the manufacturer. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And it is him that will tell you who you are. Did you hear? You know, last week we talked about Moshe when he was standing by the burning bush and the father told him, put your hand in your bosom. He put his hand in his bosom. When he brought it out, his hand was leprous. Did you hear? And he jumped back, but the leprosy followed him. <laughs> and then the father said, okay, relax, relax. Put it back. He put it back and the thing came back to normal. He just wanted to tell him that you are, you, you are a sinner. Did you hear? You are a sinner. Did he know that he was... Like, did he know he was carrying that? He didn't. He thought it was okay. In fact, he was ready to rule Egypt. <laughs> did you hear? Did you get that? <laughs> you need to be healed of that. I don't know if you hear me. Praise the Lord. So it's the Spirit of God that will teach you. It's the Spirit of God that will tell you, listen, have no fear. Did you hear that? You are a child of God. You are not just a child of God. Okay? You are what? You are also an heir of God. And if you are... So, being an heir of God means that you are to inherit God. That's the meaning of being a heir. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? You know, people just say, oh, I'm a child of God. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying. Because if you know what you're saying, you should be doing everything that is required of you to give room for the inheritance of God. Did you hear? There are so many people who go around and they say they are children of God, they say they are Christians, they say they are this and that one, and they are, that inheritance is not, they don't understand it. People are more interested in inheriting money and gold and cars and houses. I hope you hear me. And they expect God to be the one who will make the provision. I don't know if you hear. Did you hear that? That's, it is him they are expecting to bless them. He will bless you. But he will not bless you with what will drive you away from him. 
Did you hear? So instead, he would first of all want to bless you with himself. Did you hear what I'm saying? So that you can have the capacity to not to be consumed by the deception of those things that are not part of him. Does that make sense? Did you hear that? Am I making sense? So it is the Spirit of God that can bear witness with your spirit. That you are children of God. Now, if you are children, then you are heirs or inheritors of God. Did you hear that, Adama? Are you okay? Because I'm, I'm seeing how your face is. I want to be sure that you are hearing what I'm saying. All right. So it says that if you are children, then you are heirs of God. And then if ever you are an inheritor of God, because if it says you are heirs of God, what it's saying is that you are going to inherit God. Is that clear? Chidema. Did you get that? So if you are heirs of God, then automatically you are joined with Christ. Did you hear me? Because you cannot, you can't bypass him. You can't bypass the Christ. I hope you hear me. Please, I want to be sure that we understand the technicalities of what I'm teaching. And the technicalities is not just technicalities for show, but giving you the workable principles that would enable you to stretch your hand and receive the nature of God. Did you hear? Did you hear that? Do you understand that? You have what? Could you please open up that you cannot bypass Christ? That, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not following that technically. Okay. I am the way. I am the truth. And then I am the life. No man can get to the Father except through me. Did you hear? Who is the way? The Father. Who is the truth? The Father. Who is the life? The Father. Does it make sense? The one who owns all that the Father has is the Christ. You can't get to the Father without passing through the Christ. Christ is the gate. He is the door. He is the entrance. Did you hear that? 
Now, the entrance is not just door like that one. Please pay attention because I'm speaking spirit. Okay? Hallelujah. I was in uh, my children's house in the U.S., my daughter's. And uh, as I was sleeping, a bean came. I had my pants hanging on the door. And he came. Um, I don't know. Maybe someone sent the bean. A bean. A personality. And I've seen that about three times now, or four. They will just come while you're lying down and just stand watching over you. And they are dark composition. So it's either they're coming to cast a spell. Because they can't, the being cannot just come and be looking into you just like that. He's coming for something. You're on assignment. Uh-huh. So I woke up. Immediately I woke up. It's like he saw that I've, I've seen him. And then he, of all the places he wanted to pass through to disappear was my black trousers. So it is there in a dark surface that they find access to go. Okay? So I've seen that about twice or three times where they look for a dark entrance or exit. Okay? The first time I saw this, this kind of being was when I went for Duncan Williams' program. I came back fully anointed and I just, as I was lying down, I just saw this, I just woke up and saw this guy just looking at me and immediately saw that I was looking at him. He just walked past me. That's, I was lying on the bed. My window was here. He was standing here. He immediately saw me that I've seen him. He just walked through the window. I didn't move. I was still lying down like this with my eyes closed but my, I was seeing does that make sense he walked through the window walked past through the window and then walked through my backyard he didn't he, he didn't even float outside my neighbor's to my neighbor's compound he was still under the restriction of my fence he walked through my fence. No, he didn't walk through my fence. He walked, you know how you just, within, yeah. He just walked bes- between the wall of my house and the wall of the fence. He walked, and I was still seeing him through the, through the, the, the brick wall. I was seeing him. He walked all the way, walked all the way to the front of my house, and then walked, turned left, and walked through my fence out. I saw him walk through the fence. How did I get here? That's right. Thank you. That's right. So, doors are symbolic sometimes. I hope you hear me. Now, that spirit walking through that dark surface, okay, to that spirit, the dark fabric 
was the door to go from to wherever he came from. Did you get that? All right? Now, he can't he can't go to the wall because the wall, he might not be able to disintegrate or dematerialize through the bright wall. So, he can probably dematerialize through the dark wall. Did you, does that make sense? So, which means that there are contents inside him that resonates with the color. I'm working with colors now. I'm not saying my trouser is evil. <laughs> it's just color. Did you hear? I'm symbolic, right? Did you hear that? So he walked through that. Now, you can't get to the Father without the nature of Christ. Did you see that? Did you see? Just as that spirit has things inside it that resonates or relates with that, that element of color, darkness. Did you hear me? You must also have the things of Christ, the nature, DNA of Christ. Do you understand? To pass through Christ. Do you get? I hope you hear what I'm saying. So if you are not like him, you can't get to the Father or the Father cannot receive you. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? Did you get that? It says, you know, Hebrews talks about, let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews in chapter, we tried to, we danced around Hebrews last time. Look at verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5 says, For to which of these angels has he ever said, You are my son. Did you get that? To which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son. Did you hear? So he has never and will never call any angel his son. The only people he can call his son are those who have his DNA. Do you hear? Now look at, it says, to, for to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today have I begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Did you see? Verse 6, but when he again brings forth the first son or firstborn into the world, 
What did he do? And what did he say? Let all the angels of God do what? Worship him. Hmm? Okay. Now, if he's telling the angels to worship or serve, it means that the son is higher in rank. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So it means that whatsoever the angels are doing to him, the father, the father is giving the instructions that they should do the same to the son. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, even though he's saying that, the angels cannot just do that just like that without seeing the, the father in the son. Does that make sense? Did you hear that? Does that is that clear? Huh? The way they identify the son is by the nature of the father. Father. <laughs> you understand that? And the service and the worship is not enforced. It's voluntary. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Not yet? It's voluntary. When you see, okay, in Matthew, the disciples were with Yeshua inside the boat or inside the ship. And then the wind began to rebel. Okay? While they were rebelling, Yeshua was acting like his father. He was at rest and peaceful. He was in trouble. He was sleeping. Did you hear that? Now, it was the disciples that woke him up. Master, master, don't you care that we perish? When he woke up, what did he say? O ye of what? Little faith. Well, is that what he said? And he got up and said, Peace, be still. Immediately he said that the seas, the storm, the waves, the wind became calm. Now, he's not the one who said anything. It was the disciples that started wondering, what kind of man is this? What species of man is this? They have never seen that kind of man before. That, because they said, even the seas, the storm, the waves obey him. Did you hear that? 
So it means that the, the man has the capacity. He has built a status or statue that can enable him speak to the elements and the elements will obey. Do you hear that? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? It still doesn't make sense? <laughs> so, so my concern is when you say that the response to the angels is voluntary. My understanding. Yeah, from the angels is voluntary. My understanding is once you have authority, once you give a command, it should be obeyed. But when you say that it's voluntary, that's what I'm not... What I'm trying to say is this. Okay? Now, if the father told the angels to obey Yeshua, they will obey him. Are you getting it? Right? But Yeshua has built a capacity within him. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That even just by his presence, the angels submit. Does that make sense now? Now, when Yeshua comes into some kind of places where there are demons, what do they do? They start screaming. They worship. Eh? There are some that worship him and say you are the Christ and you rebuke them to shut up. You see those two guys that were gatekeepers in uh, Genesaret? Gadarene? What did I say? Genesaret? <laughs> No, there's a movie called Genesis. There's a movie called Dune. There's a what's no that, that that's eh eh Benny Genesis uh, whatever. So okay, it's probably just translations. Just translation. Are you getting me? Some places they say it's one person. Some other places they say it's two. Are you getting me? Uh -huh. So, but when they saw him, they started worshiping him. You get? Uh -huh. And then he casted the demons out, right? What I'm trying to get across is that what God is expecting from you and I is to have to build capacity that makes spirits uncomfortable when you show up. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. He doesn't have to say, I bind you, I cast you, I do this one, I do that one. Just by showing up his holiness and his righteousness, his authority, are you getting me? It speaks for itself. Did you hear? Did you hear that? Praise God. Victor. Victor. Are you okay? You are not okay. Yes, you are okay. Blessed be God. Am I making sense, please? Now, listen. You know, there are so many things that we call important. 
There are so many things that we call important. They are priority in our lives today. So we are not so different from Eve. I hope you hear me. Because Eve had been sold a package. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I hope you hear me. Did you hear that? It's a fruit. I hope you hear me. Now listen. You know that Yeshua said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Every branch that is in me that does not bear fruit. You cannot get fruit. Are you getting me? You cannot bear fruit without transactions. You cannot bear fruit without receiving information meditating with the information and then causing harvest or maturity. Is that clear? Does that make sense? Are you following me? Now, we don't know how long the transaction between Eve and the serpent. We don't know how long. And we also don't know the potency of her nature at that time. How quick. Did you hear what I'm saying? Are we together? Now, now that men are lesser in intelligence, it takes a longer period for maturity. Are you getting me in evil? Right? Praise God. And it has to deal with a lot of transference, like what you were saying about, you know, um, your father will hand over nature you understand? You know, natures are handed over. You understand that? First generation, second generation, like that and like that. Until after a while, the man of sin, are you getting me? Evil would have actually fully blossomed and become a fruit. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, a fruit is a produce from a tree, Right? that has seed inside of it and the seed inside of it has the capacity and the ability to reproduce the tree. Did you hear? Does that make sense? Can you see that? So when God is telling us in the book of James, okay, that the, the um, husband man is waiting patiently for the precious fruits of the what? The earth. What is saying? That precious fruits of the earth is precious. It's only precious because it's coming from the nature of God. And the precious fruits of the earth is symbolic. It's symbol. Did you hear what I'm saying? What is saying is that men would have matured in the nature of God to the extent that they would have to produce fruit. Did you hear what I'm saying? And that fruit has the ability to reproduce the nature of God by itself. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? So now, if you have this information and you 
begin to have a desire in your heart to journey in this path, which I expect every single one of us to journey in this path. Are you getting me? Now, when we continue like that, at a particular point, that thing that Yeshua was saying, that if you don't bear fruit, my father will cut you out. Now, it looks like something that happens only in the book of John chapter 15. But that is a lifelong process. I don't know if you hear me. When I say lifelong now, it's not just one person's line, lineage or lifetime. Did you hear what I'm saying? It's a process of mankind. Did you get that? Are we together, please? Hallelujah. Because it says that my father will cut you out. Isn't it not so? Now, cutting you out means that you are separated. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Right? If you are cut out of the source of life, what happens to you is death. Is that not so? Yes. Hallelujah. But if you begin to bear fruit, did you hear? Now, the Father will prune you, okay? And when he prunes you, the purpose of pruning you is so that you can do what? Bear much fruit. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, you see, the interesting thing about this whole thing is that while we are teaching, while we are teaching, a lot is going on here. A lot of transactions are going on here. Do you believe that? There are those who will say, ah, I beg. Some will say, uh, let's later. Some will say, tomorrow. Some will say, uh, small, small. <laughs> Other people will say, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So it's understandable. All right? So my prayer is that every single one of us, including me, in fact, my case is even a terrible one because Paul says, lest I be what? A castaway. You understand? Because there are those who would teach and perform mighty miracles and don't follow through what they are teaching. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you get that? May it not be your portion that you would teach and not practice or live what you are teaching. I hope you hear what I'm saying. You see, because it is very... See, the structure of the churches today is designed so that the person who is teaching will not eat of that fruit. You believe me? You're laughing. That's, it's designed like that. So you stand in this pulpit 
and perform wonders. See, but when you begin to follow the proper structure and not exalt yourself, I hope you hear me, or by exalting yourself, I mean separating yourself from the people you are teaching. I don't know if you hear me. Did you hear that? You see, as I'm standing here and I'm speaking, I'm on this side, and what I'm saying is coming forth this way, right? Right? Now, that is how it is by arrangement, okay? But by listening, even if I'm here or I'm there, okay, I'm supposed to go back and also listen. The way you guys are listening. So that I too can receive what you are receiving. I don't know if you hear me. Did you hear that? But if I claim that I taught a fantastic message today. And I'll tell you guys to go and listen to my tape. And I don't listen myself. Will I benefit from what you guys are benefiting? Did you hear me? So that's why I'm saying to be humble. Are you getting me? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that in due time he will do what? Exalt you. That exalting is not that he will give you a high promotion. <laughs> that exaltation means that he will raise you up from one level or one plane to another level. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Because it's by the humility that the nature of God enters into you. Do you understand that? Yeshua has told the Pharisees, he says, I have not come to those who say they are okay. Say, I've come to those who said who agree they are, they are sick. It's only those who say they are sick that go to hospital, right? Those who feel they are okay, don't bother to go to hospital. I hope you hear me. It's those who have come to that consciousness or agreement that things are not well with me. I need help. And then Yeshua can come and say, be healed. Do you get what I'm saying? He says that he sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from what? All their diseases. Did you hear me? The Bible says he loads us daily with what? Benefits. Now, we need to learn how to interpret scripture to understand what he's saying. Because if you are not able to, you won't know what he's saying. And you need to clean up your pipe or your ears. Thank you. 
Yeah, just use the. Oh yeah, remove your you know, and then your eyes. I serve. You know. So use I serve for your eyes so that you can be able to see clearly. I hope you hear me. Praise God. I don't know if um, you guys did I make any sense. If anything, don't forget about the inheritance. Your inheritance. Understand who God is. Look at Psalm 8. I didn't get to read that book of Matthew again, right? Matthew chapter 24. It says, O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. I don't want to start a new topic. <laughs> Look at this scripture now. See, it says, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your what? Name. Or your nature. Did you hear that? And you have set your glory above the what? Heavens. Did you hear? Your glory is your nature. Now out of the mouth of babes and sucklings or nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you might silence your enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers or your hands, the moon, the stars, that you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you what? Visited him. You have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with what? Glory and what? Honor. Can you see that? So you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and you have put all this under uh, his feet. All oxen, even the beasts, the birds, and blah, blah. Oh, Lord of our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You understand? Where did he say all these things have I made? Okay. Is it Isaiah? Is it? Where it says all these things have I made? Isaiah says, what did he say there? Heaven is my throne. Okay. And what? Uh -huh. But what else? Huh? Where's the house that you're prepared for me? He says, all these things have I made. He says, so all the things that he made, that's not where his interest is in. His interest is in his house. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And where is his house? Uh -huh. You see that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Any questions, please? I need to go now.
You see, most part of the problem that people have is time. Did you hear? The major trick. Listen, listen, listen. The major trick. What did I say? The major trick. The trick of life is inability to discern times and seasons of a man's life. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Listen, 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 listen. Imagine some people that lived 50 years ago and died. Imagine those who lived 500 years ago and died. Imagine those who lived 1,000 years ago and died. Imagine those who are yet to be born. Listen, listen, listen. How is God going to be able to gather everyone, I hope you hear me, into one timeline to be able to do judgments. I hope you hear what I'm saying. To be able to see those who have, do you get what I'm saying? Every single person in their time, in their age, are you getting me? In their civilization and their um, seasons lived out their lives. But there's what is called the culmination of all things where God brings all these things, all the ages and everybody, and puts them, like you understand what I'm saying, and align each one of them, and then each one of them has something that sees true. Uh, you get what I'm saying? And is able to see and judge. Do you get what I'm saying? And then from there, bring out those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous. Did you hear that? So it means that in every person's life and every person's time and seasons, there are what? Time gates. You understand? And everyone is supposed to live his own life according to the time and the season that he has lived, according to the messages that have been passed to you. Do you get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, when the judgments are all being aligned together, God would be able to harvest from them. Does it make sense? So people don't know what time it is. There are generations that are the last generation. There are generations that a lot is not demanded from them. That doesn't mean that they are not relevant. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It doesn't mean they are not relevant. They are, see, that's why every single man or woman should live righteous in his or her generation. Now, living righteous is not necessarily just being a good person. No. Attempting to, to uh, fish out the life of God in your time and your season. Do you understand? And be faithful in your days. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Because there are different judgments according to your time and your season. Did you get that? Question? question is a clarification so um, as you were explaining as you were explaining these judgments and putting different 
um, generations in a timeline and judgments. Um, the picture that I used to understand it is a relay race. And so in a relay race... Um, it's always a relay race. <laughs> it's always a relay race. Always. Go ahead. And so the way you are able to judge an individual in their generation is how you ran in the lap that was allotted to you. That's right. Like you said, the finishing generation may not have to do much because other people have been running and passing the pattern. But it doesn't mean that the finishing generation should not do their own work. Even though it, others have made it. The finishing generation should know and relate with the beginning generation. Did you hear that? Now, that's the reason why I always say this about scientists. You will see, do you take time to look at NASA? When you check NASA, you will see fine girls, 28 years old, PhD holders. And they are not bookworms like we think. They, are, they look nice. They look like party freaks. Permit me to use those words. They wear wig, put on makeup and all. They're very simple, innocent kind of people. But they are terrible mathematicians and physicists. How did they arrive at that? By training. By studying the works of past generations. Did you hear what I'm saying? And seeing mentors to follow through. Did you hear what I'm saying? But in the church, there's nothing like that. In the church the last generation have nothing to do with the old generation. The last generation always feel that they are better than the old generation and they don't need anything from the last generation. Do you get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, they have shortchanged themselves. So when they get to, they're like that guy that uh, did not hear the message, but he ran. What's his name? Is it Ahimas? What's that guy's name? Immediately just say, ah! The guy said running. So, so much so that when they saw a guy running, they said, who is that person? They said, well, that guy runs like Ahimas. I think it's Ahimas. If I'm not, if it's not Ahimas, please forgive me. You understand? Everybody knows how the guy runs very fast. So, okay, after running, you know, okay, okay. What, is the, what message do you bring? <laughs> so they say, ah, so he just ran like that? Okay, there's some, oh, someone else is running. Okay, who is that guy? So that one is all running as fast as Ahimas. So when that guy came, that's the guy that had the message. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear me? So listen, you are a culmination of the past generations. Like what she was saying. Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Did you hear me? So you can't come and say, we are the finishing generation. There's nobody like us. The people that ran before you, Hebrews tells us that they cannot receive their inheritance without you. Did you hear that? So which means that there's, there should, I should see John in you. I should see Habakkuk in you. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Zephaniah. Did you hear what I'm saying? Uh, did you get what I'm saying? Now, listen. What did they say about Yeshua? Sacrifices are burnt offering. You have no pleasure, but the body has you preferred. You understand? He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the books.
to do your will. Did you hear what I'm saying? So each one of us are supposed to have volumes of the books. I should be able to see Isaiah inside of you. I should be able to see Jeremiah. Do you understand? Because these guys lived out their life. I should be able to see Joseph. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because you can see Samson in Yeshua. How do I know? They tied Yeshua up and led him through the streets of Jerusalem to the cross and tied him up at the cross. That's what they did to Samson. They, fought, they carried him through the streets of Gaza. Is it Gaza? Is it Gaza? They took him through the streets of Gaza also. They removed his eyes, plucked his eyes out, cut his hair, plucked his beards, tied him up, and dragged him through the streets of the Philistines. Is Gaza? Yeah. I have news for you. The war today is in Gaza. The ancient spirits and Gaza is the place where Joshua did not attack. They are the ones dealing with Israel today. So that guy in Netanyahu, <laughs> what he's doing is the work of Joshua. He wants to flush out Gaza. Praise the Lord. The times and seasons that we're in today, we're wrestling against ancient spirits. You must know this. You must know this as a child of God, that the times that we live in today, we are wrestling ancient spirits, spirits of deception, spirits of manipulation, destructive spirits, spirits of hindrance that withstand and withhold you from your journey. Hallelujah. Their main purpose is to see to it that you don't get your inheritance. Who betide you if you submit to that? Any other questions? Other questions online? Any questions online? close if there are no questions. I was just checking the meaning of letter here online. It means God has given.
Who can answer that question? Excellent is your name in all the earth. Oh. Okay. Um, for me, I believe God is excellent because His word is always true. There is none of His word that falls to the ground. Everything that God says will come to pass because his word is true. It's faithful and true. That's how Revelations put it. The one who is faithful and true. So that's why he's called excellent. And, and one of the other reasons we call him excellent God is because of love. His love is pure. There is no shadow of turning. There's no variation. Absolute. Let me use that word. Absolute. In everything he does. In words, in deed, in his love. So that makes him excellent. Okay, do you get that? Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. I would just like us to stand to pray. Let us um, just in a few minutes, I would like us to just um, open our hearts and begin to thank the Lord. Let's thank him. Wow. Let's give him praise. Let's thank him. One of the deception of this our generation were unable to define what is the blessing of God. So when you say God has blessed you, God has blessed us through the person of our Lord Jesus. And what He's speaking to us is actually His blessing. I want us to thank Him. I want us to thank Him and pray that this word will not just be an information that you heard today, it will be a reality that your heart is holding. A reality that your heart will want to marry. 
a reality that your heart will want to follow, a reality that your heart will want to go after, a reality that your heart will long for, a reality and the only thing that's worth living for. This is how the world prosper. And these are the world will make progress in us. I want us to pray that the Lord will cause us to see these things. I want us to pray. Can you pray? I want us to pray. Let's just pray. Just for a few minutes, let's pray. Ezekiel said, and the word, and the word entered him, and the word caused him to stand on his feet. Father, we thank you. It's a journey of lifetime. Your spirit will keep bearing witness, telling you who you are. You know, when Adam, when Adam, when Adam seen the Lord, asked him, say, Adam, where are thou? And Adam said, Behold, I'm naked. And God told him, Who told you? Somebody have told you that. He takes the spirit of God, like Papa said, the spirit of God to tell you who you are. Who you are. There are many, there are many structures here. There are many definitions of life here. There are many standards of life. There are many images in the world. Many, many images in the world. And many, many people are raising, many, many people are raising, pursuing to conform to that image. Why? They don't know who they are. That is who you are. The Spirit will constantly telling you, you need that visitation of the Holy Ghost. Constantly in the journey of life. Telling you who you are. You are the son of God. You are a child of God. You are a king. You are a priest. It's a lifetime journey. Even in the age to come. It's a lifetime journey. Shana kabala gasha kabala. Eke nigada babaraka tagalabahasha. That is what will dissolve every fear. That is what will dissolve every doubt. That is what will dissolve every unbelief. That is what will dissolve every opposition and every contradiction of life. The Holy Ghost will keep telling us, keep revealing to us constantly, every day, who we are. Father, we bless you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for opening our eyes. Oh, thank you for helping us to interact with our being. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you praise and glory for revealing to us, showing us. He says, as, as we hold him as in a glass, we are changed. Thank you for painting 
who we are. Thank you for painting our identity to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your visitation upon our minds, upon our thoughts, our imaginations. Thank you, Father. Thank you for restoring our mind and thank you for restoring our thought. In the name of Jesus, that we may behold and comprehend the reality that is in Christ that we have been called to participate and to fellowship with. Oh, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you worship. We give you all the adoration. Thank you, our Father. Our heart is open by your Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, Father. Oh, we thank you for the impartation of truth. Jesus says, when the truth appears to the heart, is the truth that will make us free from every lies of the enemies. Because the power of Satan is lies. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We worship you. We honor you, Father. Father, we thank you for your body. This is the body of resurrection. This is your body, our body. What we are to inherit. What we are to experience. A body that knows no death. A body that knows no limitation. A body that knows no barriers that the enemy have set in this world. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you. Even as we partake of your body. Oh, we receive life. We receive strength to journey in you. To journey with you. To journey alongside with you, Jesus. We give you praise. Paul said that you may be strengthened with might. That Christ may do us in your heart that you may comprehend what is the height, what is the depth, what is the height of Christ and the love of Christ. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. We thank you for your body. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are declaring that this body shall not see death. We are declaring that this body will end in immortality. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. This is our inheritance. We eat it. We partook of it. We partake of it. In the name of Jesus, we are changed. We are transformed. We are conforming into that which we are eating. We are participating in. Oh, glory to God. Oh, Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory for your blood. We worship you. It's a blood of and living way. Oh, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. When the world become flesh, oh, this is what governs us. The blood of Jesus is the authority of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the government of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the dominion of the kingdom. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this blood. The blood will enter our veins, our marrows, and it will produce life 
and we declare every dead in our body, every sickness in the body, in the, the sickness of laziness, sickness of every kind of infirmity. Lord, as we partake of this blood, as we drink this blood, in the name of Jesus, we'll receive eternal life in our flesh. In the name of Jesus. We drink eternal life. We drink life in our flesh. Glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
pray that you'll be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you. Give you praise. Give you all the glory. Thank you for today. How you refresh our souls. Our God will bless you. We are thanking you even as we live here. We are not living in your presence. We thank you for wisdom of the spirit to retain that which you brought to us today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. That this seed will grow in us, will multiply in us. In the name of Jesus, return us to that man you intended us to be. By the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. Every time, every time.